You are now listening to The Model Health Show with Sean Stevenson. For more, visit themodelhealthshow.com. Welcome to The Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert Sean Stevenson, and I'm so grateful for you tuning in with me today. Listen, this format, this medium of podcasting is just skyrocketing and for good reason. You know, it's one of those mediums that you can be educated and entertained and inspired while you're still doing other things, whether you're out walking your dog, whether you are on the road headed into your job, whether you're at the gym, whatever you're doing, you don't have to stop your life to tune in and to be inspired. And I just love it. I love this format so much. And I actually really get it now why podcasts are so huge, specifically in the state of California. All right. I just left L.A. We already know. okay? but I came here to San Diego, which is where we're at right now. My home away from home studio in San Diego and the, the map GPS thingy. And this is obviously I don't know much about it because I call it a thingy said 17 minutes to get to the studio. I'm like, cool. We're great. All right took an hour I didn't even know San Diego had this kind of disrespectful traffic and I just knew that it was oh it must be an accident because it's one lane it must be an accident I get up to where all the drama really was it was just the most aggressively nasty stoplight I've ever seen it lets like two cars through on this huge main street and then everybody else is just kind of trying to sneak through but through that time Got to listen to some audio, got audio books, podcasts, all that good stuff. And it was, it is what it is. But here's the thing that I want to communicate. Not only do we have an amazing guest on the show today, but we also have these amazing experiences that go along with our lives. And before we get to her, uh, one of the things that I experienced through my little adventure this morning is increased stress. All right. Not many things can stress you out more than traffic can. And dealing with stress is one of those things that. We don't really think about what's going on inside of our, uh, inside of our bodies and all the hormones that are involved. You know, when you start to feel stress, there's an increase in things like norepinephrine and cortisol. And also your body is going to be utilizing certain nutrients. And specifically, the biggest one that's involved in that is magnesium. And I've talked about this many times before, but I really, really want you to understand today how important this is because magnesium is responsible for over 325 biochemical processes. That means when you're deficient in it, there's over 325 things your body can't do or can't do efficiently because we're lacking in this mineral. Number one mineral deficiency in our world today. And I definitely had my magnesium levels zapped. And here's just a couple of things that I want to share with you regarding magnesium. So recent study came out and this is just affirming some of the things we already know about magnesium. But it found that magnesium is number one involved in energy creation. So this is involved in converting your food into energy magnesium is required to do that process kind of important so it's not just calories from food but how does this food get converted into energy also maintaining our genes literally gene maintenance so this helps to create and repair dna and rna magnesium is involved in that process also magnesium is involved in muscle movement that's kind of important as well so also the relaxation of your muscles and also nervous system regulation. And this is what I'm talking about involved in the stress component. All right, so it's your endocrine system and also your nervous system. So you gotta make sure you're taking care of your magnesium levels. Food first, eating plenty of magnesium rich foods, anything green is gonna be a great source of magnesium. Supplementation is great, there's some great supplements, but you can only take so much because of something called bowel tolerance. If you take even a little bit too much, you will get diarrhea, all right? So just be mindful of that. So for me, I love topical applications of magnesium. And I've been using this particular topical magnesium for probably about six years now. Literally travel with it. Keep it by my nightstand. I love it so very much. And it's 99% absorbable, over 99% absorbable, super critical extract of magnesium. And your body can only absorb as much as it can use, which is really great. And it's great for relaxation. And this is something I tend to do right before bed. It's Ease Magnesium is what I'm talking about. So head over there, check it out. It's E-A-S-E magnesium.com forward slash model. You get 15% off. All right, exclusive 
with the Model Health Show listeners. All right, easemagnesium.com forward slash model for 15% off this incredible magnesium product. And again, it's involved in so very much. So definitely check it out. And on that note, let's get to the Apple Podcast Review of the Week. Another five-star review titled Valuable Content, Interesting and Entertaining by Aspiring Amateur. Sean brings information and practical steps to every episode. You will be smarter, stronger, happier, and a more complete person if you receive what Sean and the guest share and apply it. Thank you, Sean, for putting the work in to bring truth that changes people's lives. Been listening for a while and so grateful for the show. Thank you so much for leaving me that review over on Apple Podcasts. I appreciate it so very much. And if you've yet to do so, please pop over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review for the show. All right, it means the world to me. And on that note, let's get to our special guest and our topic of the day. Our guest today is one of my favorite people in the world. And she's a best-selling author. She is a true leader in the fitness space, but also in the personal development space. and something that she's really, really focusing on because as you guys know, this is where the real change happens. All right, we can manage and try to count calories and all that stuff, and it, it does play a part, but what really matters is that internal shift. And I've seen this firsthand, just being able to have her in my life and the transformation she's taken and also the impact that she's having on so many lives. And she has millions upon millions of social media followers and and she will tell you that the story is so much bigger than that. And her last book was an absolute smash. It's, it's a book that I literally give to so many people, even family members, um, it, because it's just such a great template, The Seven Day Jumpstart. But she's back with a brand new book, and I have it right here, Aging in Reverse. And my guest today is my friend, Natalie Jett. What's up, Natalie? What's up? I love that introduction. I need to have you walk around with me everywhere introducing me because I love it. Do that. All right, <laughs> love you know that. I do that for you. <laughs> Thank you. So thanks for coming to see me. I'm glad we can make this happen. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's I'm excited my pleasure. to chat. My pleasure. So I just dove into the book on our train ride. First of all, trains. All right. I just I felt like Harry Potter on the train. <laughs> I don't have you taken the train from LA to San Diego? Yeah. Absolutely. Of course it's you have. It's cool. I yeah, like it. It was fun. It was fun. Taking the boys and uh, seeing the view. But I just dove into your book, and I think it's a game changer, absolute game changer. And in it, you share you share a story that, you know, so first of all, if you happen to miss Natalie's first appearance on the show, I'll put that in the show notes. Classic. <laughs> but you shared your, your kind of origin story in that in that episode. But now it's something different. Some changes have taken yes. place for you. And I remember you even texted me a while back when you were dealing with this issue with your back. Yeah. So let's talk a little yeah. bit about that. So a lot of things uh, that brought me to writing this book, but let me let me back up a minute. Um, so I didn't even get into the fitness, nutrition, health space till my late 30s. Yeah. And I'm 47 now. And what was coming up for me was this feeling of... Um, I hate to use the word fake, but I'm going to use the word fake because it started to feel as I was aging that there was a lot of false assumed truths is what I call it around aging and what you're supposed to look like. And then you would look on social media or anywhere and all you'd see is this is youth and these super Photoshop pictures or this like way that you're supposed to be fit. And I felt like there was this gap with what was really happening with women in their 40s and 50s mm. and what we see on on social media. I would see two extremes, either this like extreme, like just youth, you have to fight and be this or this um almost throwing away aging and all of that. So I was already struggling with that in my mind on like, how do I want to jump into this and educate? Uh, or what do I what do I want to do with that? So I was already having that battle in my head. And then I was also dealing with a lot of pain in my lower back. And so I was having this fake feeling because here I was this fitness expert who talked about how to get around back pain and all of these things. And my back was now getting worse and I didn't understand what was going on. So I had my own struggle with, well, maybe it's age, you know, maybe that is true. You know, maybe, maybe I was able to manage this in my late thirties, early forties. And now that I'm getting older, there's a bigger problem. So I was fighting this in my head, but sometimes what we resist keeps persisting, you know? So it was like, I, I had this struggle, but I wasn't really talking about it. And then what happened was, about a year and a half ago, 
I was filming in Miami and I was doing some workouts that were not what I teach. It was the extreme level and I was there with a lot of younger people. I was the older one and I was going to fight and keep up and go. And despite my back hurting, hurting, hurting more than it ever had, I just kept going. And it got to the point where I knew something was wrong and my ego was taking over. Like, but I'm on set, but they're paying me, but I I need to show up. I need to be here. I can keep up with people. And I kept going and I kept forcing it. And what happened next was crazy. So I I went to bed that night and I woke up the next day and my right leg wasn't working. Like Mm. my back had stopped hurting, but my right leg wasn't working. And I don't know if you've ever heard of foot drop or listeners. That's what I had. So... Basically, I didn't know at the time what had happened in my back, but my right leg had stopped working and I was dragging my foot and it was completely tingly feeling. And I knew something was really wrong. And I'm in Miami and instead of being smart and going into an ER, I got myself home, <laughs> like thinking, oh, I'll just go to the chiropractor. Got myself on an airplane, came home, dragging my foot, go to the chiropractor. He does his thing. Nothing's helping. Um, I, my husband says, I think this is a bigger deal than a chiropractor. We need to we need to look at what's going on here. I text my friend who's an orthopedic surgeon, and he's like, you need an MRI right now. We're not waiting. Like, right now, you need an MRI. What had happened was I had a huge ruptured disc between L5 and S1, a huge rupture. And not only had it ruptured, it wrapped around my spinal cord, and it was cutting off my nerve down my right leg. And he said, if I don't have surgery immediately, I could use lose permanent use of my right leg. And when they said I could lose my bowels and bladder, I was like, that's it. I don't even, yeah. no time to look at any other options. And he referred me to another surgeon. I ended up in emergency surgery, had laser endoscopic spine surgery. Um, they completely removed that disc. So I have no disc between L5 and S1. I have the degenerative disc disease there. But when that happened to me, I had so many thoughts going through my head. like, And that's where that fakeness came up because here I am struggling with a massive health issue and all I could think about at the moment was, but what? how am I going to tie this into my my business? Like, how mm. am I going to explain this? How, that's what was going on through my head. And I yeah. thought, this is not a place I want to be. Like, this is not this conversation I want to be having. So I went online publicly and I shared what, exactly what was happening, what was going on, and people really appreciated it. And once again, it reminded me what I had forgotten, that authenticity is what people want. Like they want the realness. They want what's actually happening in your life, what's really going on. And with that, then you can take them on a journey of how you're finding the answers. So that's what happened to me. And it was a big wake-up call. Um, it was a big wake-up call. And I started battling my own um, – my own false assumed truths with, you know, doctors telling me you're not going to work out the same, you're not going to do this. I started battling what my audience battles now. Right. That was the start of this. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And it's just that that reminder, you know, yes. because the thing is, once when things get really good, we can forget. Yes. And for a lot of us, even when we turn our health around, we kind of forget what it's like and what the majority totally. of people are dealing with, and especially with somebody like you who's chosen to be a teacher or somebody that is inspiring and reaching a lot of people like life is going to hand you these lessons yeah. in a sense you know that's crazy and by the way so false assumed truth yeah so fat yeah right? so i always said i kill fat for a living and i still do like fat on your body but what i really moved into is that fat stands for false assumed truths because that's when i look at transformation and anyone i've helped with weight loss with business with any goal really they had to stop believing certain things that they believe to be true they're false assumed truths and until we do that we get stuck and usually when life isn't working with any goal that we have it's because we have some belief set around it that's stopping us it literally stops us from achieving a goal so i had a lot of that and i until i could see it in myself, it was hard to really help others break through that. Mm-hmm. And I want to dive all into yeah. that. Um, but one of the things that you said in your book, which was just like, it just kind of mm-hmm. hit me, is that your six pack abs mm-hmm. gave you a false sense of security. Yeah. And so that's kind of one of those things that led to potentially, it's just one of the things because yeah. there are many things that led to you experiencing that. But that's one of those things. Yeah. So for example, with that, so I really studied core and functional training and I thought, okay, I have a strong core. I shouldn't have back issues. And for years, I got around back issues having what I thought was a strong core. I learned, which a lot of people teach, to take my lower back out of the equation. So let's strengthen your core. Let's not use your lower back, which your core actually contains your lower back, but I wasn't thinking that way. 
I would think, okay, always take your lower back out of the equation, use your glutes, use everything but your lower back. But what I didn't understand and I fully understand now, by completely avoiding a certain area of your body, you're going to make it worse. <laughs> like yeah. you might not feel it on a daily basis, but then when you do bend down or you do do that extreme thing, you're going to really get hurt. And that is what happened to me. Mm. So it's that was by me looking and saying, oh, I have a strong core. I'm just going to keep going with my core. It was a false sense of security because I really did not have a strong lower back right there. Wow. Yeah. It's just, it sounds so familiar. As you know, like yeah. that's what got me into this space in the first place was dealing with my own back problems. Yeah. And uh, two herniated discs, L4, L5S1. And once one of the things that I, it took me years to do because I was so afraid to, to, to mess with my back. Mm -hmm. And I would basically do everything else and then focus on having a strong core. Yeah. But really, and I, and I continue to have little issues, but not related to my disc mm -hmm. after my disc had retracted and healed. But like SI joint, just yeah. low back muscle spasms, that hip kind of flexors thing. probably, hip flexors, yeah. you know. And it wasn't until I started to do the things like you know deadlifting and just uh -huh. focusing on actually training my lower back. Yeah, you know what a concept. Yes, you know to really strengthen all those. And you talk about as well these stabilizer muscles mm -hmm. and doing those small things that we take for granted because we're just trying to do all this big fancy stuff because that's what you totally. see on the internet. And ego just starts taking over ego, regardless. Yeah. And anytime my ego takes over, I get checked. So that's, you know, that's what, so I, I am grateful for this happening. I'm grateful for a lot of things that have happened to me now that I didn't view as positive when they were happening, but they all help shape and evolve and let us be better leaders and teachers if we share what's happening. Exactly. And yeah. one of those things and again, we talked about this on the first episode, but I want to touch on yeah. it a little bit here, just in case folks happen to miss it. And you you got into this space going through something that is like, you know, it's kind of rampant in popularity now and mm -hmm. dealing with uh, celiac. Yes. And but then that's led to this movement of like gluten is, you know, terrible for everybody kind of thing. But um, you were at a place where, and you mentioned this, getting into this field in your late 30s, which mm -hmm. is just nuts. Like people, we have these stories like, Right, and it's a false truth. That, that's an know? that's an example of it. it was, yeah. It's fat. It's yeah. fat. But for you, I I believe it was like fifty or sixty pound weight gain you had experienced. Yeah. So I have. I I mean, I, my gosh, I could I could keep you going all day with stories. But yeah. but my original book, A Seven Day Jumpstart, was formed from a hardship also, and that was because I had been. I was in my late 30s. I had just had a baby. I was a newly single mom. I had gained a lot of weight. The housing market had crashed. The stocking, stock market had crashed. Everything was going wrong in the economy. And I was at my own personal rock bottom. And when I got real, just like with my back, and started sharing what was happening, and I didn't have an audience yet. I just was sharing with my 100 Facebook friends. People were interested. They wanted to know what I was doing. And I dove into nutrition and studying and learning. And I could have had all those excuses also, like, I'm celiac, I don't have the money, I don't have the time. I had a million things I could have said. And it wasn't until I was able to be in the mess and share what was happening and dive in and learn and get messy, get messier mm -hmm. and figure it out that things didn't that things started to shift. And that's when my first book was really born from was learning to unprocess your diet and change things from the inside out, which also changed my life. And there's a theme. So if you look at this book now or that book then, it all started with mindset. It really did. I just yeah. didn't know how much it started with mindset then as I do now. Oh, my goodness. I really want people to get this because you just said digging into the mess. Yes. And your mess becomes your message. <laughs> yeah. You know, And like because of going and I just want people to get this, the, the hard things, the difficult things you've gone through that you're going through is creating such an opportunity to take your life to an, to another level. Yes. But if you resist it. If you just keep yeah. fighting it, it just gets worse until you hear the message louder. So, yeah. and I and I look at that now. Anytime there's a breakdown, like your own personal breakdown, our ego wants to fight it. You know, we want to like go head to head with it and say this isn't true and and fight it. But it's jumping in and understanding and feeling the feels and really being real with it and exploring is where the solutions come from. And that does, like you said, become your message later. But yeah. you have to be willing to jump in and get messy with it, mm -hmm. not fight it. Now, I, this is just jumping in my mind right now, but I remember watching uh, a talk from Wayne Dyer like mm -hmm. 10 years ago, and he called ego another acronym, which is edging God out. Oh, wow. And yeah. it's just, it's like, I got this, yeah. you know, and really kind of feeling like, because the ego always wants to be right. 
That's right. one of the big things. And like take that example. Here, my ego wanted to be right. I'm going to go work out with these 20-year-olds and do these crazy intense workouts in Miami for nine hours because of my ego. Oh, my ego showed me. Then I get injured, <laughs> like not because of the workouts, but because I didn't listen yeah. to myself and I was doing something. And so that checked me enough that it woke me up mm. and allowing. So th again, edging God out, allowing life to kind of guide you and open mm. things up. It, that's what's really trying to happen here. It's just that our ego gets so strong and it'll plant its foot yes. down, drop the anchor. It's like, no, nah, this is this is how Always. life is. And I'm in control. <laughs> wow. Always. Powerful. So in the book, you also bring about this uh, new concept, which is this transformation triangle. Yes. And I really love that. Yeah. Talk so, about that? Uh, okay. So with any transformation, especially with weight loss um, and fat loss and health, a lot of people will come to me because they want to lose the weight. That's what they say. They, they just want a diet. They want, give me the workout, give me the diet. And that's what they want. But they then, then they get what they actually need from me. And that's what causes the transformation. So the transformation triangle is... If you want to picture like a tripod with, that has three legs, if you don't have all three legs, tripod's going to fall over, right? Because mm -hmm. you need three legs for a tripod. That's what transformation triangle is. It's state, plate, and weight. So the top of the triangle would be change your state, which is your mindset. And I'm going to dive a little bit into mm -hmm. that. And then after you've changed your mindset, that has to happen first. Then you can learn to plan your plate, which is second. And then finally, the third is loving your weight. And loving your weight is not just the workouts that you're doing, but learning to literally love what your body is doing for you, having gratitude in it to make the change. And this has not, this has been the same formula with every single transformation I have worked with over the last eight years. I can go down the list of people that had lasting transformations. It was that order. They had to change their state first. Now, when people, think they hear change your state or change your mindset they might go right to woo woo but let me explain you can't make anything happen in your life until you decide it's happening yeah. you have to decide until you declare it's happening and until you have a vision for what's happening those three things are your mindset those are your state if you go into anything with the attitude I'm just gonna try or nothing's worked for me before or I've done everything and what do you have for me and okay I'm just gonna follow this that's not a change of mindset that's resisting but when you go into something with I've decided this is happening I'm declaring it I will lose the weight I will get healthy and I can feel what that's gonna feel like I already can visualize what that's gonna be that puts you in a whole different space yeah oh my goodness and the, you just said something so true, they could fly over our heads, which is we cannot do anything unless we first decide. Yeah. And we're doing that all the time, but we're doing it, we're, we're using our immense power for little things. Yes. You know, like I got to decide just to get up and go to the bathroom. I got to decide yeah. uh, to, you know, to walk outside or whatever it is that I'm doing. I got to decide to put my shoes on. It's a decision. And you can make the same decision about bigger things, yep. but it requires a shift. To take place yes and what happens is you know you'll we'll hear this whole it's a big theme in personal development you have to take massive action like tony robbins will always say mm. massive action i get massive action works like not challenging that the problem is most people massive action scares the heck out of them so they they hear massive action they're like well uh, they, so then now they can't decide because they're like, well, then that means I got to go work out five hours a day and I got to eat this and I got to do that. And, I go, and that's scary. But you don't need massive action. You just need a small step forward each day in the right direction. Mm -hmm. A small step forward each day in the right direction adds up to massive action. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I love that so much. That's kind of mm -hmm. really my approach. And, and what that does is it just feeds into itself, too. Because just getting a little bit better each day, yes. it just creates this momentum, like unstoppable momentum, and it becomes your life. Yes. Rather than because it, what we tend to do is try to go, you know, 150% just right off the bat. And for a lot of us, because your ego, because your mind is so used to the same thing, it's just too much. And your thermostat for your success in life or whatever it is, is just going to pull you back. Totally. Yeah. So it's just, it's taking that decision and going, okay, I'm going to make these little steps forward. And then the other thing that's really critical in that state is a vision. And I want to explain what that means. Like if you were to get in a car right now and you were, we were, you and I were both going to get in the car and I were to say, okay, just drive. Like where we end up? Like it depends. It depends on traffic. It depends on oh, the weather. Oh, you say the T word? Yeah. I know. Just... But it depends on so many variables. Like, I don't know. Where do you want to go? What do you feel like going to? Like, how much time do we have? How much gas is in the car? Like, a lot of variables get in the way if we're just going to get in the car and go. Yeah. Okay? That's how most people live their life. They just get in the car and go. Like, I think I want to be fit. I don't know how I'm getting there. I'm just going to go. 
But however, if we get in the car and I'm like, okay, Sean, we're both getting in the car. I'll meet you in New York. And we're both clear that we're going to New York. Now, how do we get to New York? It doesn't matter. We're both going to get there. You might drive to the train station. I might drive to the airport. Somebody else might go pull out a map and drive themselves. Someone might hitchhike, whatever. It doesn't matter. We're going to get there because we're clear where we're going. However, most of us operate through life in that first example. We're just trying things on. We haven't really fully decided. We don't really know where we're going. We don't have the vision. And that's what sets people up for failure. Mm, And wow, that's so powerful, so true. Because even if you just have the, you know, I'm just gonna go, you can accidentally find a place or end sure. up on some results, maybe even something unsuspecting, but maybe. you're not going to get to that place that you really want to go because you're not getting clear on the vision. Yes. And most people stick in that maybe and that trying forever. And then they yeah. have this track record of disappointment, which becomes a false assumed truth. I've tried everything. Nothing works for me or I'm different or it's, it's something we start believing. Can I also call it a self-imposed stop? Like you're literally creating a thought that's stopping you because of this these false truths. So I want to talk more about these self-imposed stops. Mm-hmm. But before we do, I want to ask you a little bit more about the vision side. Yeah. Because in the book, you talk about vision boards. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, it could jump right to the woo-woo, like yes. you said earlier. But there's something that you said that made it so unbelievably valuable and, like, so insightful that I, I really got it myself. Okay. Because it's something that I've done as well. But it's the fact of the discovery process. When you're going through it and doing this process, you're discovering what you want and what you don't want. Yeah, so you could go on Google and pull out images to do a vision board. However, I love the old-fashioned magazine thing because when you get lost in daydream and just activity, Mm. it's amazing what you'll realize that you actually like or are drawn to. So if you pull out a bunch of magazines and you just start scrolling through and you see what your eye goes to, like what are you attracted to? Are you attracted to ocean, golf courses, healthy? You know, what what's drawing your eyes? And pull that out. That has, starts to help you get clarity to what it is that you want because when we operate just from our own heads all the time, like just from our own heads and social media, like people's highlight reels, it's really hard to get clear on what we actually want. But when you just look at magazines or you just go out in nature and just start thinking like with what you're seeing out there, you can get more clear on what it actually is that you want that would make you happy. For instance, every time I do a vision board, I notice I kept gravitating towards the color blue. And I didn't really know what that's about. Um, But I do know now because I've researched that blue is actually a color that makes people happier. It reminds you of the ocean or of water. And I kept getting drawn to blue and I was wondering why I wasn't happy living in places not near water or not seeing water daily. And that told me something about something I wanted to create in my life or create a vision around. So when you pull out vision boards, and I've done this many times, it's amazing what you'll realize you actually want or what becomes important to you. Maybe it's family. Maybe it's pets. Maybe it's you know a certain way you want your body to be or feel. But by doing that, you can start to get into dream mode, which we don't do anymore. I mean, we really don't spend time daydreaming or visualizing anymore with the way that the world is just to just to sit and just daydream and think (laughs) i know you know every free second we get we jump on our phones it's so true unless our phone dies and then in that case you start to notice like there's a meme it's like you know it's like the guy's seeing it's a butterfly but he's like what kind of bird is this yeah because he's been on social media just so connected to technology and we get such a dopamine hit on social media like every time you see the the like or the comment or it's a dopamine hit so it gets addictive like the notifications all of that so you never really get into your subconscious of what you actually want because you're so stuck on that forefront of like what's actually happening and the gimme, gimme, gimme and the dopamine hits. Yeah, and we did a great episode with Cal Newport, which I'll put in the show notes, and talking about this stuff and the, and the concept of deep work as well, which is the opposite of that. Your brain is constantly looking for this novel stimuli yeah. instead of really being able to focus and yes. to dig in and to listen to that inner voice, you know? Because that's the one of the things that we both want to get people to is to be able to listen to their inner guidance system. And it's very difficult when it's constantly distracted. Right, so imagine, so the reason I call my book Aging in Reverse is imagine if we didn't have all that outside noise around aging. Because when I say aging, especially to women, 
um, what comes up for them is they don't want to be that or they they feel dated or has been. So people want to fight, fight, fight. Like I, I need to look 20 forever. I need to look 30 forever. But that doesn't have to be the way. And I'm not saying go accept and age gracefully either. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is it doesn't have to look a certain way. Aging can look like whatever you want it to look like. Yeah, absolutely. It could be your powerful years. It could be the years that you get stronger. It could be the years where you learn more, where you become more authentic, where you have more fun. It could be all of those things. But it starts with that shift of like, okay, what am I telling myself about this? What am I deciding? What do I want? And where am I finding evidence to support things? Like if you're finding evidence all day long that, hey, 40s, 50s, 60s is bad, and that's what you keep programming yourself, of course you're going to set yourself up for issues. But when you look for the opposite and you validate that people can be healthy, can be strong, can be vibrant, can do these things, it starts to shift your perspective on that as well. Oh, so, so good, so powerful (laughs) and so real. And this is something I've been thinking a lot about as Mm -hmm. well recently is that we are bombarded with messages of aging is, you know, because of all the examples and also even the way we've grown up and seeing the aging of our parents, our grandparents. And there are folks who, you know, they are needing assistance in their their 50s and 60s, you know, and maybe their, you know, arthritis so bad they're in a wheelchair or a cane. And, but then there's also these examples of people who are in their 70s and 80s who are running marathons and competing in Spartan races and, you know, living their best life. So what are you going to decide to make your norm? Like, yeah. that's the thing. Like, what, like, I hate statistics. I hate when doctors say, well, statistically, you have an X percent chance to live or you have percent chance of this happening. Like, I yeah. hate that because you could be the 1%. You could be the 2%. Like, get rid of that and just go for, like, where's the evidence of the one that's overcome this? You know, with my leg, with that happening in my back and my leg, I instantly could have said, oh, I can't work out anymore. I'm not going to. I This is just what happens. And you know what? No one would have challenged me. I would I could have enrolled the whole world on why my leg doesn't work and I can't work out anymore and I can't do this and I'm going to do a whole nother career. I could have that could have easily be done. But that's not that is not fully living and aging in reverse. And I you know, I interviewed a, a woman on my podcast, a Janine Shepard, and her story really stuck with me because she is a she was an Olympic athlete. She was training for the Olympics. She was hit by a truck hit by a truck training for the Olympics. Imagine this totally paralyzed, airlifted to a hospital told she would never walk again by multiple doctors, told this. Every reason to believe that. She refused to listen to it. She found evidence of others that could retrain their brain. And she is a documented walking paraplegic now. A walking paraplegic. There's been movies about her. All because she decided and refused to let in the noise that that wasn't going to happen for her. Mm. And when I heard that story, when I interviewed her, when I met her in person, it's like, how can I stay caught up on my leg with that? Like, really, how can I stay caught up on that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, again, just get this message. We have to tune into different stories. Yes. You know, and not get caught up on the societal norms and conditions. Because the reality is, for, you know, centuries prior mm-hmm. to this, there was a whole different experience in aging. Yeah. You know, and if people think like, you know, oh, well, we live a lot longer now. That's taking it when we're talking about the average, we're taking into consideration, you know, a lot of people dying a lot younger, totally. you know, due to, you know, uh, not having access to health care and, you know, clean processes and this kind of things, infection. Mm-hmm. But we actually see if we look at indigenous cultures, folks who are much older, yes. still out kicking it, dancing with the kids, being a contributing part of the society. And today, it's just yeah. a different story. And let me tell you, that's a perfect example, too, of you look at years ago. Somebody somebody had to decide it was possible to live longer, right? Yeah. That had to happen. I have a vision that 100 years from now, 50 and 60 is not going to be old. Like, yeah. that will still be young. People yeah. will still be having kids then, maybe. That'll still be your, your youth. Because 100 years ago, it was very different, the, the life expectancy, 150, 200 years ago, totally different story. So this is, you have to have that vision and that willingness to step out of what you've been told or what you've believed and look at there's there's another possibility. And here's the thing, right or wrong, you might not agree with me, okay? But right or wrong, what does it hurt to believe that? Like seriously, like you have, if you want to give in to excuses and validating and saying it's not possible and argue with me, great. Is that make your life any better? Because we've just taken away any possibility. If I say, you know what, you're right. You're thyroid. You're this. Your metabolism. You're right. It sucks. You're right. Your hormones are shot. You're right. Mm. You're just going to be overweight now. You're right. You're going to be in pain forever. You're right. 
Like, what does that do for you? What kind of life is that? That's a life without hope. Like, so to me, validating excuses serves no purpose. It literally serves no purpose. It makes you temporarily feel better in a moment. It does not do anything to help you live a bigger life. And for me, I'm taking a stand for people to have a bigger life because validating excuses is doing a disservice to people. Mm, yes. Listen, uh, one of the headlines, so, you know, <laughs> see this out on social media, but it's actually believing it, you know, 40 is the new 20, but also... 10 p.m. is the new 1 a.m. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm with you. I'm asleep. I'm asleep at 9. <laughs> yeah. Getting that human growth hormone boost. Yes. So what we were talking about before, and I uh, thank you for sharing this mm -hmm. and, and talking more about the vision side and because it's so valuable and taking the time to really have a clear vision and that process of creating a vision board, it's just one of those times where you get to focus on and start to get more clear on what it is that you want. Totally. And giving every cell in your body some direction. And that's why it's such a great tool because it's a visual tool that you can continue, yes. to, continue to see as yes. well. Yes, and we don't use our senses enough. And if you don't believe if that works, if you were to close your eyes right now, if you're not driving and you're listening to this and you imagine biting a big, juicy, ripe lemon, what happens to your body? Get, get that little... Right. Mouth watering. Okay, got it. So that's proof right there. Just that one thing that a vision, a thought can change something on your body. Mm. So if you're looking at a vision board and you've got people in there that are healthy, fit, strong, and you can look at them and evoke those feelings, why wouldn't that start to help you take different actions? It only makes sense. Yeah. It only makes sense. That's so powerful. Yeah. And just every thought has that correlated chemistry that goes mm -hmm. along with it and you know I've talked about this several times but there are parts of our brain that are literally seeking out and scanning our environment for to reaffirm things that we believe right about our environment and about our lives mm -hmm. you know reticular cortex reticular activating system and so if and this is we've all had this experience you know you might get a new car there's a car you like of course and you start to see it more it's not that there's more of these cars all of a sudden it's just that your brain is now seeking out and looking for it. Yes. And same thing, you know, you might get a new bag. Well, first of all, you better not see anybody with the new bag that you got, <laughs> you know. But, you know, you'll start to notice like, oh, wait, all these people have Louis V. You know, right. all these people have the, you know, the Prada, whatever it is. You know, you'll start to notice it more because it's something that's top of mind for you. And your brain totally. is doing that all the time. And that's what happens with aging, too. And if you look at it, for, you could say you can look for all kinds of people in that are your age or older that are falling apart or you can find the ones that are living life and enjoying it and thriving and so that's all your choice and your decision absolutely and this is a perfect place to talk about these self-imposed stops yes and we're going to do that right after this quick break so sit tight and we'll be right back don't sleep on sleep today there is a big revolution happening to improve our sleep quality because we're understanding finally just how much our sleep quality impacts our physical performance, our brain function, and literally impacts our body composition. Sleep deprivation is something that can directly lead to increased fat gain and an inability to lose weight as well. With great sleep, we see an increased ability to burn fat, like the research that was done by the International Association for the Study of Obesity that found that our sleep quality, namely a sleep-related hormone called melatonin that everybody's heard of, increases your body's production of something called brown adipose tissue. This is a type of fat that actually burns fat. And the reason that it's brown versus the white adipose tissue is brown adipose tissue has a lot more mitochondria. And these are the energy power plants in our cells, very metabolically active tissue that we build more of when we get great sleep. Now. The issue today is getting that great sleep. And there's tons of lifestyle factors, but there's also a nutrition component. And there's a study that was published in the journal Pharmacology, Biochemistry, and Behavior that found that the renowned medicinal mushroom reishi was able to, number one, significantly decrease sleep latency. This means you fall asleep faster when you have reishi. They also found that this increased overall sleep time for study participants. And they found that th this increased the sleep efficiency by improving the non-REM deep sleep and improving our light REM sleep as well. This comprehensive approach to improving sleep, it's not pounding our sleep into submission, what we see with conventional 
drugs and things of that nature where it's kind of like pseudo sleep this is actually improving your sleep quality your sleep efficiency by utilizing reishi now the only reishi that i use is from four sigmatic because it's dual extracted where they're doing an alcohol extract and a hot water extract so they're actually extracting all of the nutrients from the mushroom that you think you're getting with company x all right you're actually getting those compounds with the hot water extract, you're getting the beta-glucan related compounds. And then with the alcohol extract, you're getting more of the hormonal compounds. And I think these are really important for sleep, like the terpenes and things in that category and so much more. So make sure to use foursigmatic.com forward slash model to get your hands on this and so much more. So that's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com forward slash model. You get 15% off their Rishi Elixir and all of their medicinal mushroom elixirs, coffees, hot cocos, and so much more. I love Four Sigmatic. I literally have them every single day, one of their different products. Today I had my Lion's Mane coffee mix. So, so good. And it has all of these benefits as well. If you're still drinking standard coffee, what are you doing? You need to get these benefits from the Four Sigmatic coffee mixes. Now, head over and check them out ASAP because these are absolutely game-changing. The coffee mix, great for in the morning. Rishi, great for in the evening and winding down. And they've got all of this research to back it up. And this is what it's all about, is having more education so that we're executing on the things that really do work, that have a clinically proven benefit, and we can actually enjoy ourselves and have a good time along the way. And again, that's foursigmatic.com forward slash model for 15% off everything. And now back to the show. All right, we're back and we're talking with one of my favorite people on the planet, Natalie Jill, who has an incredible story herself getting into this field of health and fitness in her late 30s. And these are one of those stories that we tend to carry that, you know, I'm too old, I'm too young, I'm not connected enough, I don't have this, I don't have that. These are all stories that we put on ourselves and I believe this goes in the category of these self-imposed yeah. stops. Yeah, right? so self-imposed stop is anything that you've been telling yourself we have like 30,000 thoughts a day. Did you know that? Like in your head, you have, you have an average of like 30,000 thoughts that come up a day in your head that are literally just in your head. <laughs> Nobody's telling you this. Right. They're in your head. But they're formed on a belief or a story that we made up about something for some reason. And it could have been a story we were made up years ago. It could be something we just heard. But we replay that in our brains over and over again. Like, I'm too old. I'm too fat. I'm too... I'm not attractive. I'm not smart enough. I'm there. It goes on and on and on and on, on and on and on. And I call them self-imposed stops because you literally are self-imposing them, and they stop you from achieving goals. Mm. They stop you, and they're very real. And we carry these thoughts carry a lot of weight on us. So in order to shift those, the first step is to really get clear on what it is that we're telling ourselves. Whether that's journaling it or, but you have to really get clear with what am I telling myself all day long? And until you can recognize what it is that you're telling yourself, we can't begin to shift them. So as soon as you start realizing them, one of the things I have clients do is write those things down. Like, what are those self imposed stops you've been telling yourself? Because we need to start reprogramming. Mm. So it's not just the, the positive things, you know, that we want to see with our vision, but kind of uh, allowing ourselves and expressing, getting out of our heads, what are these self-imposed stops? Yes, for instance, a lot of times you'll see, this is so common, especially in fitness, and when I would, would train women, oh my gosh. You have a female that will say, I would say, what, what do you want for your body? Before I knew a lot about vision and what we were doing here, what do you want for your body? And they'd say, well, I wanna be you know, the small waist, I wanna be the, the nice curvy, I wanna be a size. I want they would describe what they wanted okay visually and then a woman would walk in that looks exactly like that in her little skimpy stuff in the gym looking all hot and like that and what did the women the woman that told me they wanted that what do you think they do when that woman walks in the gym Mm, is is a little hateration a hateration is an understatement Mm. it's like rolling their eyes looking at them ugh bitch Tramp, <laughs> slow. They, all kinds of names come up, right? That's what they do. They make all these na- like, okay, wait a minute, where did that come from? And that's what they gossip with their friends about. Like, you, you see, I know you see this. The women at the gym, they're like all gossiping with their friends. Talk, okay, hello, that's a huge self-imposed stop. And then you're wondering why you're not getting fit. Mm. 
Like, look what you've put on that. You've associated someone that is fit and looks good with these negative things. Yeah. And you've reinforced this with other women. Like, this is this is a problem. That's an example of a self-imposed stop. That's an example of it. And it's a way of protecting your ego because you're not there. I get it. But until you undo that stuff, yeah. how are you ever going to achieve that? Yeah. So the right thing to do with that would be, okay, that's a natural feeling. You have it. Recognize it. I hear you. I hear what you're trying to do. I hear that you're like in my, you're in my head telling me this. But like, I appreciate that woman's body and what she's done. And maybe I'll even go compliment her and ask her how she got there. Mm. I mean, wouldn't that be a lot more productive? And, and you're telling your brain that that's what I want. Yeah. You know, and what you appreciate really does appreciate. Yes. It's a whole different way of being. But we want to go to the hater side. Like, they cheated. They're fake. They're this. They're that. Like, that's what we do. So instead of that, like, it's – but you have to recognize that. And I'm not – everyone does it. Everyone has judgment. It's just human nature. We have judgment. But what are you doing with those stories? Are you then validating them? Are you reinforcing them? Are you going to shift those thoughts and look yeah. at something different? That's the thing is that that awareness and starting mm -hmm. to become aware when you're doing those things yes. and changing that conversation. Because like you said, it's super easy, especially today where you're constantly seeing everybody's highlights. Right. Yeah. And, and but we, first of all, we got to recognize it's the highlights. You know, it's 99 percent of it is not the average living state totally. of the person and not comparing ourselves or where we are to wh wh whatever chapter they're in in yes. their lives as well yes yeah. and i used to fight with people like people would i would get a comment let's say and say oh well wait till you have kids or wait till you're older and i would want to fight them like well i am older and i have a kid you know i want to yeah. go there but i don't do that now because i look at them now as they don't see this they don't they don't even know that they're doing this so i look at them more with compassion now mm. um and what i might point out to them is that's true if they believe it yeah. but that's that's really it that's there's no reason to win or be right or, or fight. It's it's coming at that with compassion because they don't know what they don't know yet. Yeah. And that's all they've believed and been told. I love this so much. And this is why I love the book because you're working on the stuff that really matters because mm -hmm. we hang on so tightly to our stories of limitation. Yes. And it's just because it's a, it's a sense of certainty in our lives. You know, things have been this way, but they'll continue to be this way. You yeah. know, your past will equal your future if that's where you decide to live. And helping people to become more aware and to shift from these limiting perspectives that we ha have, these self-imposed stops totally. is huge in giving us freedom. So what's interesting, and I, cause I do talk about food in here and I talk about uh, planning your plate. And what I, what's, what's funny is a lot of times somebody will say, well, what I'm getting older, so I'm gaining weight. And what they're not, what they're failing to see is how they ate and acted maybe younger. Mm -hmm. Maybe it wasn't the best way either. It's just that they were younger, so it made it a little bit easier. Mm -hmm. So it's not that it's not possible. It's just that now we really do get to look at what is health and what is fueling us with good nutrients versus just, you know, helping us cope with feelings. So food and nutrients take on a whole new meaning because if you eat, if you practice conscious eating and you're really eating with foods that are going to help keep you vibrant and young and energetic and focused, it's just a win-win situation. It's the perfect winning formula. Absolutely. Well, I can't have you here and not talk a little <laughs> bit about the plan your plate because yeah. you've got an uh, interesting take on fasting, which we know, you know, we've talked about yeah. this on the show before, many different benefits, but there's different flavors of it totally. for us to, to take on for ourselves. Totally. So so first, the premise of the what I teach with eating is an unprocessed natural food diet. That's step, step one. So like yeah. eating real natural foods. And what I tell people is to focus on adding in more of the good, which makes less room for the bad. So instead of going extreme with, I can't have all these things, look at like, can I add in more of the good? So unprocessed natural real food is my first, first rule. My second rule is about looking at foods that cause inflammation because we want to lessen that especially as we age right so i want to i want to set my body i want to set your body up to win so by feeding you fast food and processed junk i'm not setting you up to win because we're going to any if you do have an injury or you have inflammation it's just going to get worse right. so why not eat foods that are going to fight against that so i take inflammation really seriously and i take foods that are known to cause inflammation out of the plan and then the fasting thing, I'm not against fasting. I'm not for or against it, but here's what I do know. When you give your body a break from digestion and you give your body a break from secreting insulin, you are going to lose fat and have better focus and more energy. And when we're constantly eating and constantly making our bodies work to deal with that, we are going to be in a state of foggy brain and 
fat storage and all of that. So the reason I talk about what I call modified fasting versus like full on fasting or intermittent fasting is I want things that can be a lifestyle for people. So traditional intermittent fasting, you eat all your food in four to six hours, really. And that's just not even really doable for a lot of people. I mean, if it is great, but that's very hard to do. So what I teach is giving your body a break. So let's say you eat your last meal at six, you wouldn't eat till six again the next day, which is just a 12 hour overnight thing, which at least gives your body a break. And then also giving your time a longer space between meals. So rather than having the six to eight meals a day, we have two or three meals a day. Yeah. And all of these are tools. And that's the thing about it as well, is that you're providing the the most important foundational piece, which is real food, adding in more good. Yes. So it kind of just crowds out the, the negative stuff. Yes. I'm a huge fan of that approach because <laughs> that's what I use because as human nature, just we have a tendency to not want people telling us what we can and can't have. Totally. And so we tend to rebel against it. As soon as you know, you, you can't have pasta, yes. right? And everything else is okay, but I'm taking pasta away. And not knowing who I am, my story, my connection to <laughs> pasta, you know, like lasagna, uh-huh. right? Lasagna. I got it. And like I read all the Garfield books. Yes. When I was growing up, it's his favorite food, so it's my so favorite food. food. And in. now I can't have lasagna. Totally. You can do it for a little while, but if you have that emotional connection and you're not having something that you know, strategically just adding stuff in where I don't really even notice I'm not eating as much right. lasagna. I'm going to flip out one day. I'm just going to be driving and I'm going to see an olive garden and I'm going to hit <laughs> a right. hard Barbados left into the olive garden. Barbados left is from my friend Carl, That's who funny. he was in the far right lane and he made a left. And never mind, long story. <laughs> but anyways, you hit that Barbados left into the Olive Garden, and you just go ham on lasagna. That's exactly what would happen. Yeah. So I have a 10-day plan in here, but it's designed not to take foods out of your life forever. But what happens is this, you feel so good eating without the foods that cause inflammation and eating the right nutrients that when you do have the lasagna and you realize how you feel, you make your own decision now. Yeah. Because it's not me telling you not to do it. You're going to start to see a difference. So uh, the book... I really focus on grain-free and dairy-free, not because I'm going to tell you never have dairy or grains again, but I want you to see how you feel when you take them out of your diet and you eat an unprocessed healthy food diet. I'm not going to argue with you on why you love lentils or you love grains or you love the dairy. Like That's great. I just want you to try for 10 days in this so you can, with the mindset exercises and with everything else, working in the transformation triangle, and if you don't like how you feel, then go back to it or go and try your other food after and then see what the difference it makes. But I'll tell you, the pain, the inflammation, the fat, the mindset, all of that gets so much easier when you do eat this way. Mm, 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 mm. I love that because that's the the thing. It's just Mm -hmm. uh, more intelligence in ourselves, you know, so it makes it easier to do all of those positive things that we want to do. If you think of it like, I mean, and this is an extreme, but if I were to ask you to go focus on a project or record a podcast after you drank a bottle of alcohol, could you do it? It probably wouldn't be my my best self. But you could do it. Yeah. Okay. So that's an extreme example, but food really does the same thing to us. Like you, you can operate one way eating a certain way, or you can operate a different way eating a different way. So until you clean it up and actually try and get rid of the stuff that could be contributing to fog and all of that, you don't know. Yeah, I'm just thinking people like, I wanna see the tipsy Sean do a show. <laughs> yeah. you know? I probably laugh way too they much. They might like you better, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah. But that's the that's truth, you know? Yeah. We, can, we can do things, but how about we stack conditions in our favor? Totally. To make it more graceful and with ease. Yes, Yeah. so I it's not that. that I never have dairy, it's not that I never have certain foods. I just know I operate very different when I eat the way that I outline here. Yeah. I want to talk about, so there's another aspect Mm -hmm. to your book. So we've got this absolutely essential mindset piece, Mm -hmm. which is that's everything. And the way that you go about it and teaching people, first of all, you had immense success outside of the book and now packaging it up here and the plan your plate. So you have the nutrition side, but there's also uh, the exercise component yes. as well. And I think that the, just looking at it, mm-hmm. it's different than what you would typically yes. see. So Why what I've put in here is more restorative. So yeah. I want to get you moving and functional and out of pain. And whether you are extremely fit and feel like you have it all together now, mm-hmm. 
or you are in pain, these exercises are going to help you. I wish I had done these exercises before I needed to do them. It's just about rebalancing and strengthening areas, things that you could do daily that are going to help give you that confidence to do whatever it is that you want to do, whether that's extreme or not extreme. But, you know, so many times people come to me and they're having trouble even sitting or standing or walking and I want to help with that. But then also the people that are beating themselves up in the gym and working out really hard, adding these in are going to help prevent the injury or the issues that could happen. Mm, I love it. And I think there's a lot of us that can use that in our lives mm -hmm. because I know for myself included, you know, it's it's much more mental work for me to do the mobility stuff. Yes. And I made it a mission this year and I've been successful. I think maybe I missed one day thus far of like having a mobility, just that's all I'm doing. You know, taking any just five minutes. Totally. And just doing some mobility work because I would just, I just want to go do the big thing. Yes. I want to go do the 100 pull-ups. I want to go do the, you know, deadlift 400 yeah. pounds or whatever it is. I just want to do that stuff. And yeah. I do too. And what I will tell you is people will see me doing some extreme stuff even now that I've got, I've retrained myself and I can do some more of the extreme stuff again. But people's brains want to go to, well, because you can do these things, that's why this other stuff works. And I want them to know that it's the other way around. I couldn't do those extreme things if I didn't apply these principles. Yeah. It's the this come, it's the chicken or the egg story. The mindset, these basic exercises, the way that I eat has to come first, and that's what allows me to be stronger to do the other things. Mm. And also, please understand, no matter where you are, you are such a great example that, you know, you straight up, you know, the whole back surgery. I mean, that's and and here you are, like you just said, doing these incredible things. So I follow you on social media, mm -hmm. and I could see. And it's because of implementing these things. And yes. so no matter where you are, you can get from there and you can make some significant progress. You can always. And what I want people to really know is that you can be, and I'm not, the, this is not my saying. This is, I'm sure you've had many guests that have said something similar, but you can be an entirely different person a year from now by changing your thoughts and your actions. You have different thoughts and you take different actions. You can change your entire being. Yeah. Yeah. We got to talk about this. So we have the transformation triangle. Mm -hmm love your weight yes yeah love your so okay so so many times especially women they come with i hate this about me they're always saying what they hate about their body i hate my arms i hate my butt i hate my abs i hate this i hate that we're so focused on what we hate i want to change that we're never going to get better because we're just like that law of attraction you're going to keep focusing on what you don't like and that's all you're going to see so what i challenge women to do is to focus on what actually works in your life, what's working on your body, having the gratitude, even if it's simple, hey, I have 10 fingers and 10 toes, yeah. whatever it is, having that gratitude first, and then you start to carve and create the beautiful person that you can be from focusing on what the good things are that you have. So great, you have toned arms, that's your thing. Let's focus on getting those arms even better now, and let's appreciate those before we work on other things. And that's the thing is that we cannot, and it just doesn't make logical sense that we hate ourselves healthy, right? I'm going to hate myself yeah. into being healthy. Yes. Now, here's the thing. Like, have compassion for yourself, too, because we all do it. I do it, too. But I, I had a photo shoot yesterday, and I was like, I hate my arms. Like, that's what plays in my head. I hate my arms. Like, so I catch myself doing it. It's a human thing. The key is not that we're going to evolve and be this person that never hates anything. or yeah. It's just learning to catch those thoughts and reshift and refocus on it. So, like, okay, great. So I don't like my arms, but I happen to have great abs, <laughs> whatever. But focusing on something else that's there or that I have arms. My gosh, like I'm complaining about my arms, but I have arms. There's people yeah. that don't have arms, a lot of people that don't have arms. Yeah. So appreciating what your body actually does for you, adding gratitude in, it may feel forced at first. It may feel cheesy, but literally telling yourself with I am statements like I'm strong, I'm powerful, I'm toned, mm -hmm. I'm, you know, Whatever you tell yourself, you're going to start to believe. Mm, I love that. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's another thing, especially when somebody sees somebody like you who's just a, a major part in this field. And mm -hmm. to hear that, you know, yesterday at a photo shoot and I was thinking this. Yeah. And it's just like it's a pro it's a continuous process and nobody is going to be like, Dalai Lama status in the and even the doc I don't know what he's thinking you know he might be like man this robe like yeah. really hits my butt you know, <laughs> uh, the wrong way 
But what I notice, it's the danger is always, it comes back to ego again. That's my ego. So your ego is when you're focusing on yourself and inside and whatever. But if you start focusing out and on what your body does for you, like and what it's doing for other people, and that will start to shift that. So I would imagine the reason the Dalai Lama or whoever else that feels so evolved is because they're not focusing on their inner thoughts. They're focusing on bigger pictures, bigger vision, other people. And that shifts it too. Exactly, because my body, my my arms are allowing me to, you know, has, has allowed me to hold my baby and yes. has allowed me to carry my groceries and to, you know, to write or to play music, whatever it is. So to give gratitude, and you said it, you know, there are many people who are uh, who don't have many of the things that we mm-hmm. take for granted, and having that mental shift where we can start to hear the conversation going on in our head and not letting it control us. Yes. I think that that is the biggest piece and what you're really helping people to do. And being nice to yourself, because like I said, there's 30,000 or so thoughts a day. So as those thoughts are coming up, noticing like, okay, there it is again, just recognizing it. Yeah. And you'll see how those are overtaking what's happening and why why it's a reflection on our body. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. So this, this book obviously has been um a big mission of yours to kind of put this message out and i know that you even changed your message recently Mm -hmm. and wanting to really focus on this because you know that this is where the real results lie yes so i focus my vision and my focus is helping people age in reverse and now you know what i mean by aging in reverse it's not like physically looking like you're 20 now but aging in reverse so you're not assuming that aging has to be a certain way and then focusing on leveling up your life in general. So my podcast is called Leveling Up. My book is Aging in Reverse. But I really am really passionate about helping people get empowered to notice that they can change their thoughts and their actions and live a much bigger, better life. Awesome. This has been amazing. And I'm just a huge fan of you. I uh, adore you. I think that you're amazing. And I think that this book is something really special. And it's Thank a message you. that needs to be said on so many different levels. And if you could, can you let everybody know where they can grab the book? Because yeah. this is going to be coming out a little bit. If, if you're tuning in right now to this a little bit before the date that it comes yeah. out. So share the release date and where they can pick up the book. Yes, the release date's officially May 15th. And you can get it anywhere where books are sold. Uh, obviously, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any place that you can find books, you can get it. And then if you want to get the bonuses that I'll have with it, just visit my website at nataliejill.com. Perfect. And also, so... Your podcast, which mm-hmm. first of all, let's just talk about that, you <laughs> yeah. know, because this is something that I remember yeah. we were talking a couple of years ago. You was like, I don't think I can see myself doing that. And then- yeah, my podcast is called Leveling Up, Creating Everything from Nothing. And that's another example of when something's not working in my life, like what's finding the lemonade in it. So I was having this a whole nother story, but I was having some a lot of challenges in my business and I had gone through a lot of different failures, which I'm very public about, that I was figuring out. And I decided that I needed to dive deep into how people had massive success after big failures. So I started a podcast, not to become a top podcaster, but because I wanted the the information. So I literally started, I thought, this is great. I'm going to interview 50 plus people on how they created massive success from nothing. And the podcast took off because they were real stories and I love it. So I'm still going on that and I absolutely love doing that. Uh, that makes me so happy. Yeah. So happy. Thank you. Yes, yeah, great show. And I've been on there. You have been on there. That was, yes. a, that was a great episode. Great episode. If yes, I'm, it I'm was. I'm not tooting my own horn. No, but it, it was a great it was, episode. It is, it's different from anything else that you really hear. Yeah, because I'm digging into mindset yeah. and I want to know how you created everything from nothing. So we talked about how you created the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So awesome. I think it's a great story. Uh, so also, last thing, where can people connect with you online? Yep, uh, nataliejill.com or nataliejillfit anywhere on social media. Awesome. Natalie, thank you for coming to see me. Thank you. And um, again, huge, huge props on this book. I think it's something special. And uh, I think that this is this is just an absolute game changer. So thank you again for taking the time and putting your heart and soul into making this. Thank you, Sean. It's my pleasure. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning into the show today. I hope you got a lot of value out of this episode. And make sure to pick up Aging in Reverse. This is, it's just a game-changing book. You know, it's really bringing together a lot of the different pieces, some of the things that we talk about here on the Model Health Show. And transforming our bodies is really a trickle-down effect. You know, it really starts with our minds and shifting how we see ourselves and addressing this fat 
but it's a different kind of fat. It's these false assumed truths. We hold so tightly to these ideas and these stories that we have about ourselves that we make it essentially impossible to change them, right? We have this story that I can't, uh, I can't have a different job or I can't find that special person or I can't heal my relationship or I can't lose weight and keep it off. And once you really dig your heels in, which the ego wants to do, your ego wants to do, and say that this is my story and I'm sticking to it, but it's, it's subconscious, it's your unconscious, because your conscious mind can say, you know what, I'm starting new. On Monday, it's over, all right? Old life is over, new year, new me, new week, new me, whatever mm -hmm. it is, and you have not done this inner work, we're gonna have a tendency to habitually run back to that old pattern. And so really working on our mindset and getting ourselves immersed in information like this, like what's in Aging in Reverse, like what Natalie is putting out there, and like what you find here on the Model Health Show. So I hope you got a lot of value out of this episode again. And if you did, share it out with your friends and family on social media and tag me and tag Natalie and let her know what you thought about the show. I appreciate that so very much. And we've got some powerhouse episodes coming your way soon. So make sure to be ready. Take care, have an amazing day, and I'll talk with you soon. And for more after the show, make sure to head over to themodelhealthshow.com. That's where you can find all of the show notes. You can find transcriptions, videos for each episode. And if you got a comment, you can leave me a comment there as well. And please make sure to head over to iTunes and leave us a rating to let everybody know that the show is awesome. And I appreciate that so much. And take care. I promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help you transform your life. Thanks for tuning in.